This week, the respected Pew Research Center for Religion and Public Life released its latest comprehensive report titled, America's Changing Religious Landscape. For years now, we've seen multiple studies, especially from Pew and the highly respected Public Religion Research Institute, identify a consistent trend of growing disaffiliation among people of faith in this country. That's where the nickname nuns originated. It's shorthand for the religiously unaffiliated, a group that is consistently found to be growing, especially among younger Americans. Right now, I'm very pleased to be joined by Dr. Gregory A. Smith, Associate Director of Pew Research Center for Religion and Public Life. He's been with us before. Dr. Smith, welcome back to State of Belief Radio. Thank you for having me. Good to be with you. I guess we ought to begin with you, if you will, just briefly summarizing what you were asking in this survey. Well, this is the second big religious landscape study that we've conducted. We did the first one in 2007, and then this second one in 2014. These are massive surveys with more than 35,000 people from all around the country, and they're designed to really provide a precise accounting of the size of all of the religious groups that make up the United States population. What we find in this survey is that the religiously unaffiliated continue to grow at a very rapid pace. People who describe themselves as atheists or as agnostic or as having no particular religion now account for more than one in five adults in the United States. And while they've been growing, the Christian share of the population has continued to decline. I think it's predictable, at least it is from my perspective, in dealing with various religions uh, across the board for several years. It's one thing to say that the nuns have been growing in percentage, and that's certainly true. I could almost anticipate the reaction to saying that Christianity is declining as a defensive reaction in which they say, surely you have something wrong. And and I'm saying that as a Christian pastor myself. Are you getting negative feedback on that finding? Uh, I'm not so sure that we've been getting negative feedback. I do think that on the one hand, we have seen some people say that part of what's happening here is that people who are nominally religious, people mm-hmm. who might have once identified as Protestant or Catholic or as a member of another faith, but who in fact were not particularly religiously observant, mm-hmm. uh, that those people are increasingly describing themselves as religiously unaffiliated. Mm-hmm. And we've published other work that suggests that that is indeed part of what's happening. But I don't think that that's all that's happening. Mm-hmm. One of the things that this study shows is that as the religiously unaffiliated are are growing, they are also becoming more secular. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is that the share of religiously unaffiliated people who describe themselves as atheist or as agnostic, or who say that religion just doesn't matter very much in their lives, they are growing. So it's not just that the unaffiliated are growing, they're also becoming more secular at the same time. Yeah. I know that uh, when you did the, the first of these massive polls, that we noted the growing presence of the nuns, so-called, and every year since then, whoever has been doing the polling, with a few exceptions, have found that number growing. Were you 
at all surprised at the growth of that percentage of the people who claim to be more secular and not as related to religion. What I do find a little surprising is the pace with which the religiously unaffiliated continue to grow. Mm -hmm. This study shows that 23% of American adults now say they have no religion. That's up almost seven points since we first did this study in 2007. That's Mm -hmm. very rapid growth. Mm -hmm. The survey also suggests that the religiously unaffiliated are now more numerous than mainline Protestants and even than Catholics. Mm-hmm. And that is a, is a change. That assuredly was not the case when we first did this study in 2007. So those elements of the findings were very striking to me. And Dr. Smith, Pew is looking purely at data, singularly at data. You're not trying to explain why this happened, right? We're not trying to explain it in the sense that we don't take positions on these things. We don't mm-hmm. look at these trends as either positive or negative developments. We don't attempt to offer strategies for mm-hmm. the way these things might be addressed. We don't even suggest that these developments should be addressed. Right. So we are looking strictly at the data. However, the data do offer some clues about some very important factors that undergird these trends. One of the most important ones is generational replacement. Mm -hmm. A big part of what you have happening is that there is an older generation in the United States among whom the vast majority identify with Christianity, and, and relatively few say they have no religion. Part of what's happening is that as that older generation passes away, it is being replaced by a new generation of young adults that is far less connected to Christianity and far more religiously unaffiliated than their parents' or grandparents' generations ever were. So that's, that's a big part of what's happening that we can see very clearly in the data. Do you see regional differences in the observation you just made? Yes and no. On the one hand, there are regional differences in the religious composition of different places in the United States. We know that the South, for example, is home to more evangelical Protestants than any other region. We know that the Western region of the United States is home to more religiously unaffiliated people than other regions are. That said, one of the things that's really striking in these data is that these trends are occurring everywhere. The South, the Northeast, the Midwest, the West, all of these places have seen growing shares who identify with no religion and shrinking shares who identify with Christianity. To be sure, they're starting from different places along the spectrum, Mm -hmm. but the trends are all in the same direction. The um, generational divide, how distinct is that? When we talk about a new generation, what kind of age group are we talking about? Well, the way we've done it is we've broken the the population up into five generational categories. The greatest generation includes people who were born before the year 1928. Among that group, 86% identify as Christians and just 8% say they have no religion. Mm -hmm. We then have the silent generation, the famous baby boomer generation, Generation X, And then the youngest generational cohort we look at is the millennial generation, people Mm -hmm. born uh, since 1981. If you look at that group, 
56% of millennials describe themselves as Christians. That's a 30-point gap between people in the greatest generation and millennials. So 56% of millennials identify themselves as Christians. 35% of millennials say they have no religion. Mm -hmm. You've done two of the really massive surveys at Pew, but for years you've been doing polling about religion and where people fit on the religious spectrum. Isn't that correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, At the Pew Research Center, we study a lot of different topics, uh, public opinion as it relates to politics. We study social and demographic trends in the United States and all around the world. We study the state of journalism. But religion is a key part of what we do. Mm -hmm. It's also worth pointing out that we are a strictly nonpartisan, non-advocacy organization, meaning that We don't take positions on political issues or social issues. We also don't take positions on religious issues. It's Mm -hmm. not our place to describe these trends that we've been talking about in either positive or negative terms. Rather, we really see our role and our mission as that of trying to provide good, solid, up-to-date information that interested observers can use, whether they be policymakers and, and political leaders or religious leaders or just interested parties of any kind can use to inform their own thinking about important issues of the day. I'm glad you said that, because I want people to understand why you all are so good at this and why your numbers are so trustworthy. This is something you've been about for a long time. In all of your polling, religion has some influence, as it does all across America, and the data that you have documented in this survey is consistent and complementary to data that you've found in other surveys about other subjects that involve religion. It certainly is, and that's very nice of you to say. We do try to pay close attention to religion because we know that it's an important factor uh, helping to shape people's worldview, helping to shape the way people approach their everyday lives, helping to shape the way people think about politics. Mm -hmm. So we do pay close attention to these issues, even when uh, we're working on other projects that might not explicitly focus on religion, we still try to always be cognizant of it. Are there any other surprises that we may overlook because we're so attracted to these headlines? One of the other set of findings that really jumped out at me relates to religious switching. Mm -hmm. We talked about the importance of generational replacement in driving some of the trends that we observe, but another key factor behind what's going on is religious switching. The survey finds that about 4 in 10 American adults identify with a religion today that's different than the religion in which they were raised. And that includes people who have switched from one religion to another, Mm -hmm. but it also includes people who have switched from a religion to now having no religion. And in fact, the religiously unaffiliated, part of the reason they're growing so rapidly is because they make more gains through religious switching than does any other group. Uh, In fact, almost one in five American adults, one in five American adults, are people who say they were raised in a religion, mostly Protestantism or Catholicism, but other religions as well, and who now have no religion. So those religious switching figures are are another key piece of the puzzle we shouldn't leave out. Dr. Smith, I, uh, I know that we are changing religiously in this nation, 
I can't help but wonder if some of the changes we see in polling come from the public having a greater sense of freedom about being honest about where they are in religion and on the religion landscape. I I don't know whether this is true or not, but I heard at one time in the past that one of the uh, questions that usually had been asked was probably not always answered honestly, and that is, how many times do you go to a house of worship during the week? And people seem to not be free to be honest about that. I'm wondering if we're not just being far more honest about our relationship to religion than we have in the past. Part of what's happening may be that saying you have no religion, identifying as an atheist or as an agnostic or someone who's just not particularly religious, that may not have the stigma attached to it that perhaps it once did. We've done other research that shows that much of the growth of the religiously unaffiliated population has occurred among people who say they seldom or never attend religious services. Mm -hmm. Now that might seem obvious. Of course, people who don't attend religious services would be more likely to be religiously unaffiliated than people who regularly attend religious services. But the thing that's interesting, at least in this previous research we did, is that While the religiously unaffiliated were growing among people who say they seldom or never attend religious services, the number of people who seldom or never attend religious services actually wasn't changing very much. Hmm. What was changing was mostly how they described themselves rather than how they behaved. Hmm. I do think that that's an element of what's happening here. Mm -hmm. Is it the whole story? I'm not so sure about that, because we can't overlook these generational divides. We can't overlook the fact that young people coming of age today look pretty different than their elders. We also can't overlook the fact that the religiously unaffiliated are becoming substantially more secular over time. Mm -hmm. So the fact that people's self-identities might be being brought into line to match their beliefs and practices might be part of the story, but I I don't think we should conclude that it's the whole story. Yeah, that's very helpful. I want to be sure our listeners are told how they can read America's Changing Religious Landscape, the report by that name. What's the best way for listeners to look at the data? Go to our website, www.pewresearch.org, and they can find the whole report there. I should point out, too, that the report is very detailed, very complex. It runs upwards of 200 pages in length, and it's got a tremendous amount of detail in it, so that if your listeners are interested in learning about particular denominations or particular demographic groups, we've tried to be very comprehensive. You can also find a new interactive database on that website where you can explore the data that's most of interest to you. Dr. Smith, I've looked this last week at a lot of other polling data, and uh, I found that the recent Baylor University Symposium took direct aim at respected religion research organizations, including Pew, in claiming that the reports of any move away from religion in America is simply not true. And that bothers me, because on the landscape, there's so much consistency. And then here is one saying, I think, a pox on all of those polls. Do you have a comment or an observation about that? 
Well, I wouldn't want to comment on on the research or the point of view of, of other organizations. Uh, we generally try to avoid doing that. I would just offer a few thoughts, though. One thing is that in this report, even though we are documenting that there's been a large decline in the percentage of the U.S. population that identifies with Christianity, we also shouldn't lose sight of the fact that the United States remains a majority Christian nation. You know, seven in ten U.S. adults continue to identify themselves as Christians. That's a big majority. We shouldn't lose sight of that. We also shouldn't lose sight of the fact that the United States remains home to more Christians than any other country on the planet. Mm -hmm. Those are very important points that we shouldn't lose sight of. Mm -hmm. We've also recently done some demographic analysis where we've looked very closely at factors like fertility rates and mortality and religious switching to try to provide a projection for the future of religion, not just in the United States, but all around the world. And one of the things that research shows is that the religiously unaffiliated population, even though it's growing in the United States and Europe and in some other places, is actually projected to decline as a share of the global population looking ahead over the next few decades. Mm -hmm. So those are things that are very important to keep in mind as we think about these topics and, and try to put them in context. With all of that said, however, I do not think that the growth of the religiously unaffiliated population is an insignificant finding, is an insignificant trend in the context of American religion. I do think it suggests that there are important changes that are underway. I think there are other measures that reflect much the same thing. And while we should keep our eye on the big picture, on the other hand, I don't think we should understate the importance of these trends that we're seeing. Dr. Gregory A. Smith is Associate Director of Research at the Pew Research Center. The brand new report, America's Changing Religious Landscape, Christians Decline Sharply as Share of Population, Unaffiliate and Other Faiths Continue to Grow, has just been released, and I urge you, I urge you to take a look at this online at pewforum.org. Dr. Smith is an author of numerous Pew Religion surveys, as well as of the book Politics in the Parish, The Political Influence of Catholic Priests. Dr. Smith, I hope it has come across clearly that I am so grateful for Pew for doing this kind of work and so impressed by the way you do it. And you've always been good about coming on and talking to us about the data, and I Thank you so much for being with us once again on State of Belief Radio. Well, that's very kind of you to say. We, we work hard to try to provide good information that hopefully people will find useful, and it's always a pleasure to be with you.